Good morning to you and your listeners, Mo. Thanks for making time to speak to us. Now, um, there's this uh, index here, the Henley Passport Index. It was released uh, a couple of days ago. It puts South Africa at 58th in the world with the most powerful passports when we measure ourselves against others. First of all, what is the power of a passport and what does that mean? Well, what that means is that, uh, you know, when you have a South African passport, how many countries are you able to access or travel to without requiring a visa. Hmm. So in that sense, uh, we do know that if we are going to Lesotho, hmm. uh, you grab your passport, you should be able to access Lesotho, and you should be able to come back without any problems. Hmm. But we do know that in the global north, the most developed countries, the global north, require us to have a visa to travel to those countries. Hmm. So, so what it simply means is that... Um, we, we sort of move slightly, but it's insignificant in terms of how many countries require us to have visa, uh, either visa prior to traveling to that country, mm. or you get visa when you arrive at that country. So there are a few countries that uh, when you travel to, they will say, well, you do need a visa, but when you arrive at the country, we will put a visa on your, on your uh, uh, passport. Mm. So there are a few of those countries, especially in East Asia, where you can travel to, you arrive there, you don't need to go to the embassy to get a visa, but when you arrive at the airport, they will put a visa at a fee at a point of entry. So that's what that means. It means that our passport, mm. if you want to go outside of the SADC region uh, and uh, you know East Africa and a few other countries in Africa, and then there are a few more in, in mm-hmm. Europe that you don't need a visa, i.e. if you want to go to Ireland, you don't need a visa to go to Ireland. Mm. Um, that, that's one of the countries you know up there in, in, in sort of... Europe that you don't need visa, but majority of the of the of the global north countries we need visa. We have to apply at the embassy. We have to make sure that we put in a thousand documents before mm. we, we yeah. go there. Can, can we talk about this visa? Because I mean, I've traveled before, having to go to, for instance, the US. You need a visa um, to go to countries like Spain. You need a Schengen visa. It allows you to travel uh, in between different countries in certain parts of Europe, etc. What is what is the, the, the relevance of this visa? And from what you've seen and what you know, I mean, is it really something that um, is an important travel document that, 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 that should still exist? Well, you know, visas are partly uh, part of what we call the bilateral talks between two countries. So you will get, uh, you know, South African uh, DECO will talk to the foreign affairs in a particular country and they will agree on how the citizens of this country will travel to each country. So what we tend to have is that we as South Africans, we tend to have a situation whereby, uh, you know, these countries look at us, you know, they're skeptical. And Mm -hmm. for many reasons, they can say that your passport can easily be forged. They can say, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. immigration, open borders. Mm -hmm. There are many things that they can mention. Now, is visa necessary? Well, you know, in travel, if I'm talking about traveling, you know, ease of movement of people, makes travel or tourism, you know, to recover faster. Mm-hmm. But countries are skeptical because of security reasons. They want to mm-hmm. check you out before you go there. They want to look into your background. They do whatever they need to do before they issue a visa. Mm-hmm. That's why you see that there are people who get denied visas, you know, for various reasons when they want to travel to certain countries. So yeah. from travel point of view, if you look at it, you know, it, it restricts movement of people, mm-hmm. uh, of which you know, it restricts economic activities from the tourism point of view. But Shifu- others can argue that from from security point of view, it's necessary. 
Shafiwa, what is then the most uh, valuable passport to have? Which country um, has that powerful passport that will open so many doors for them? <laughs> and what does it mean for the relationships between those countries that they're able to access uh, visa-free and, and, and the, the, the most powerful passports in the world? Well, look, you know, there are a few countries that, uh, you know, if you have the passport, like if you're a U.S. citizen and you have mm-hmm. the U.S. passport, uh, you, you have a far greater access than South Africans, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, if you look at countries like the UK, Germany, uh, you look at uh, Japan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those countries have a lot of, uh, you know, they can just pick up a passport and say, I'm going to London tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they should be able to do that. We are, we are unable to do that. So the US passport, uh, the UK, you know, the Germans, the, the Japanese, those passports are looked at as one of those that are, you know, quite powerful. But I must say that, you know, because of the pandemic, uh, the restrictions have been harder. Uh, and mm. this uh, Henley uh, uh, sort of uh, index, uh, you know, it may have you know, looked into the COVID situation because, you know, everyone is restricting everyone. If you look at Australia, they're restricting everyone. If you look at mm. Japan, they're restricting everyone. Until first time that this country is open, you know, the index sort of looks at there was no pandemic. This is these are the countries that you have access to, without visa or visa on arrival or visa at the at the embassy or at the consulate uh, before you go there. Mm. Jivewa Melanie here, and that's you've touched on exactly what I was going to ask around how the impact of the COVID pandemic is going to affect the power of passports. Because, as you say, right now it's a case of you know countries are shutting down to keep themselves safe. But as more and more citizens in more and more countries get vaccinated, surely that might change because you're going to want to attract tourists back to your country, right? No, absolutely, it should change, uh, and this is something that we've been fighting for to say. Uh, there shouldn't be restrictions of entry, even if you know you're vaccinated or not vaccinated. We should we should work around, you know, what type of uh, restriction we should have. But what has what has COVID done is that majority of the countries in the global south, if I may call it that one, mm-hmm. this is ourselves, you know, uh, who are in the southern hemisphere, uh, in the exception of few countries like Australia. Of course, we are restricted because we don't have access to the vaccines, uh, you know. It, at a rapid pace, you know, than, you know, our counterparts in the north. So therefore, you know, we find ourselves in the red list and, you know, don't yeah. travel to this country and so forth and so on. So mm. that has created uh, some level of uh, discriminatory uh, travel pattern, if I'm going to call it that, mm. uh, from our side to travel to the other side of the world. But we are open to the other side of the world to travel to us. Mm. So COVID has really, you know, changed, if we look at it now, the restrictions. We are even more restricted if we look at it from that point of view. Absolutely. From traveling to other countries than, you know, those... Than even before those, the pandemic, yeah. as, as, as you pointed exactly. out. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Interesting stuff. And uh, you've answered a lot of the questions that we were even getting on Twitter.